0: and welcome back to another episode of the physical athletics podcast. Adrian brought us here along with Armando Aguilar, the director of strength and conditioning. Armando, it's been a while. Um, last time that I saw you, I was here. I think I threw up in the back, uh, after a workout. I guess it's a great way to start uh, today's podcast, but it's been awesome to get started <laughs> here at Physical Athletics, and I'm glad I can make you laugh to start off the show. <laughs> I for a guy you actually threw up. I
1: had to open the, the back door for you so you could go, because how had a workout here. Uh, it was awesome. Fir- first workout ever, and he was sore for, what, a solid week and a half? It was a week. Yeah, whole week. It was week? a straight-up yeah. week. Yeah. And I, that's embarrassing, man. No, <laughs> Come that's, on. That's all right. Am I yeah. out of shape? And it, um, maybe, but I just think... Uh, the the good thing is that you can't get any any worse than that.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> I think so too. But <laughs> I'm excited to keep going. The swing of things. I'll be here. I'll be here routinely uh, with friends like Ruben, Octavio, and Adrian. Shout out to all of them. But uh, very excited. Uh, because today we have senior swimmer from Americas, Taylor Mueller, who's joining us on the show. Taylor, thanks so much for uh, coming on today. You have an unbelievable story. Uh, and we'll start off with the season's close. Because last week you uh, you got to experience regionals with your group. And, you know, with the start of this year being what it is with the pandemic and you guys finishing out at regionals, um, you know, it's it's kind of a closing of your chapter as a high school swimmer.
2: Yeah, so... We just competed at Regionals in Mansfield uh, last weekend. Um, Usually our swim season will normally start in like October, September, but this year, we didn't even start practicing until November. And even then we practiced maybe once and then everything got shut down. And so we've kind of practiced like once every other week and that was a bit of a mess. And so I kind of just let go of swimming a lot when it came to practicing because there weren't pools open and it was just very difficult to get water time. And so, we weren't even sure if districts was going to happen in El Paso. Um, none of the pools are open, and um, we weren't even sure if regionals was going to happen. And so, um, about a week and a half before districts arrived, we got word that districts was going to happen, and my coach texted me saying, hey, I need you to help out with the relays. And so, I let her know that I'd be more than happy to help out with the relays, and we ended up competing at districts. This year it was a little more difficult because we had more teams in 6a in el paso that moved over Um, and also normally top six in each event would go to regionals but this year is only top four because of the virus Um, but luckily all our relays made it into the top four spots and i also made it in an individual event in the top four spot which was a bit of a shocker but it was also very exciting and then we went last weekend to compete in Mansfield and we did the best we could and it was really fun to fun way to finish off the season
0: that's awesome and I know that you also have a have a great relationship here at physical athletics where you got to train as well right and I mean for you Armando uh, kind of going with that quick turnaround. What was it like? What was that training process like, where you had to kind of contact him on to be like, oh, by the way, you know, I'm going to to districts this week. Oh my
2: goodness! He laughed at me and kind of was, was not very it was, happy what, two, about two, it. Two, three
1: weeks ago, right? It was yeah. He said, hey, guess what?
2: Yeah, I was like, oh, so we have a problem. Um, I have a week to train as hard as I can before we compete at districts, and he he was thinking we had like two or three weeks, and I was like, nope, I just found out um, very recently, so.
1: What's the, what's the usual, like, schedule leading up to a competition? You know, before the pandemic, how many practices per week you usually have uh, per day, more or less?
2: Yeah, so um, my freshman and sophomore year, that's when, like, high school and I was doing both high school and club swimming. And so normally, um, club swimming would go year-round, so I'd stay in shape pretty well that way. But when high school swimming would start in around September, we would do two practices a day. And so I would try to do a morning practice in my high school and then either go work out with my club team at night or come here at night and I'd alternate between those. So we would knock out between like nine or 10 practices a week, um, which was very different in comparison to this year where we had maybe like one or two practices a month. So that was a big contrast um, and a big difference this year.
0: Yeah, how'd you have to lock in? I mean, it's, it's one of those mental things where I'm not able to go into the pool. I just have to lock in and mentally prepare because I've done this before, and it's kind of that muscle memory.
2: Yeah, so with swimming, especially, um, it takes a lot of endurance to compete, even the shorter events. Um, you can rely on muscle memory a little bit, but it's not like throwing a ball or anything. It takes um, a lot of breath control, a lot of muscle strength. Um, And so the reason I think I did the best I could at the uh, the past meets was because I have been a swimmer for the past 10 years. And so I've kind of developed that um, mental attitude to just race the best I can. And my coaches um, at Clever High School have always also joked around with me that I'm more of a racer than I am a practicer. Um, So as much as I did practice, I also was a great competitor. So that was something that really helped me out towards the end.
1: She was keeping me. She was, uh, if if you want to call it the the play by play, and like it. and uh, it, it's amazing how every with every race, every event, she was just getting better, and the, your your time uh, kept dro- dropping on on each one. So. Yeah.
2: So, um, my times were a little off from my fastest times in comparison to I think like my freshman or sophomore year. That was when I was the fastest I've ever gone. Um, So my times were a little off in comparison to that which was very um, reasonable because I had not been practicing for a very long time. Um, But it was also really exciting because I decided to swim an event that I normally would not consider my event. It was kind of an event that um, I had improved in a lot, but it was always my worst event ever since I was little. It was 100 breast. Um, And my freshman year, I competed in an out-of-town meet, and that was the fastest I would ever gone in that event and I never hit that time again. And so it was really exciting because when my coach told me that I could pick an extra event, that's the event I picked just as like my easy, relaxed event. Um, And at districts, I ended up going about two seconds off my fastest, which was a shocker. And I ended up knocking in a fourth place spot, which sent me to regionals. And then at regionals, I competed in prelims and went my fastest time that I've ever gone in that event, which was also super surprising because that was that was just not something I was expecting. Um, and then at finals, I went even a little faster, so that was also really encouraging for me. Um, and then at regionals too, we swam some other events like the 50 free and the 100 free. And I was about a second off for each of those. The 100 free was a little bit of a difficult event for me because that's a very uh, fast-paced sprint event, but it's also very trying because it's four laps and that's just very difficult. Um, and I was about five seconds off my fastest time at districts. And then when I went to go compete at regionals during finals, I was one second off my fastest. So that was, I think that was just also had a lot to do with um, analyzing my races and knowing what I can fix in the moment that I can fix it, whether that be um, focusing on longer strokes or more techniques or better technique. Um, so those are just things I fixed a little bit and it helped me go a little faster. So. <laughs>
0: Um, just shifting gears a little bit, because you, you've talked the difficulties just with the, the pandemic, but also uh, one of the other difficulties is you, your father um, having mm-hmm. having to spend time at home with him, especially dealing with cancer. What was that process like to at home? I mean, it's it's got to be so tough with, with yeah. that.
2: So when the shutdown happened and the coronavirus happened, that was around the same time that my dad was just barely coming home from Houston. He was in Houston for five months um, getting treatment. So we were separated for a little while, and so luckily we all got shut down in the same home. Um, But when that all happened, it was a little difficult for me to keep up with swimming, just because the days we did have practice, I'd have something else going on with my dad, or I'd have to help him out with something, but also um, yeah, so everything kind of happened at the same time, so I kind of just let go of swimming towards the summer. um, I was just that wasn't something I It wasn't kept a priority. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure, um, especially because everything was shut down, and I just had my whole family back under the same household, and so everything kind of happened at the same time, so it just kind of seemed like a good time to um, kind of put swimming on the back burner for a little while.
0: And, and for that, and just during that whole time, I mean, uh, you just talked about uh, just the different treatments and different stuff that you know he's Mm -hmm. he's had to go through I mean uh just kind of during that whole process leading up to now how has that kind of been is it been something where where it's also something that you have to prioritize and you can't still prioritize swimming as you once did
2: yeah so he's healed so much and has gotten so much better which we are very grateful for um going up into the meets Well, like I said, we really only had, like, a week um, of notice before the meet, so it wasn't really anything I was really stressing about. It wasn't something, like, I was really worried about whether or not I was going to go to practice or whether or not I was going to swim, because in my head, um, it didn't really matter because nothing was really going on in El Paso in terms of competitions or anything, so practicing wasn't much of a priority because there was nothing much to practice for, so that wasn't...
1: How long... uh how long of a time did you uh, did you step away from swimming and, and training because obviously you know you stopped training here for for a long time but how long did you stop swimming and, and training on total when, when
2: um so my dad was diagnosed with cancer in December of 2019 I competed in districts in districts and regionals in February of 2020 and then I'd say after that that's when everything got shut down and that was that was pretty much a time when I um, really fell off of swimming and I would try to get in some practices here and there, but it wasn't very much. Um, opportunities were very limited in practicing, um, and so yeah, it was around last year, February.
1: I think with this pandemic, it's hit. You know, obviously, it's hit uh, all sports and all athletes. But I think with when it comes to swimming, I mean, when they shut down your your uh, your, your pools, you, you can't get any any practices in. Of course, with track athletes as well, they shut down the the tracks and they can't they can't get anything. So, I think it's it was leading up to you know districts and and, and regionals you know, I'm sure it was very difficult for every any swimmer to mm-hmm. try to get back into the the groove of things and and just it's it's crunch time and we got this much time and, and these are our two meets and and that's that's what we got to do
2: yeah and then especially for a lot of co- or seniors this year who want to compete in college and join a team in college that was a little bit stressful especially on their part um, to reach certain times that colleges were looking for and qualify for certain things that college were were seeking in swimmer athletes. Um, That was a little difficult on El Paso's part. I wouldn't say so much the rest of the teams in Texas, but El Paso did struggle a little bit more. Um, SISD was the only pool that um, even offered to host districts in all of El Paso. So we were really grateful for that, because other than that, no other teams um, no other districts, no other uh, 6A, 5A, they wouldn't have gotten an opportunity to compete either. And no one would have been sent to regionals. So we were very grateful that that pool so was we're, open.
1: Were college coaches looking then at, at the times from right now for seniors, or were they more or less looking, I mean, they-, they I
2: think sh- a lot of- I think of, they
1: should understand. I mean, Yeah, it's, the, it's, a lot uh, of them
2: were lenient, I would think. Looking um, at
1: previous years, or the year before? Yeah, a,
2: so a lot of the times in swimming, um, it all depends on when you've gone your fastest. Obviously, if you went your fastest your freshman year, you're col- and you haven't gone those times since for a couple of years, college coaches aren't going to really want to look at you too much because you kind of peaked at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And so that's a little bit disappointing. So I know for a lot of the club summers that I've competed with since I was very little, um, that was kind of the struggle they went through was um, they peaked when they were. Um, 14 or 15, um, about for females at least, and um, their college coaches wanted them to go a little faster, which was, they were lenient, and so a lot of them looked at um, um, their junior years, and um, so that was good for them.
1: Take me a little bit through uh, when, I, I see swimming very much like the uh, sport of gymnastics here here in El Paso, where uh, the coaches pretty much handle everything, if you want to call it in-house, where they do the practicing and they do, they do the training. Um, what kind of training do you guys do? You know, you've, you've been with your your same coach uh, for many, many years, and the dry land tra- uh, training and all the stuff that you do, you do in the pool, just kind of take me through some of the stuff that uh, you guys have done over the years to go from dry land and then into, into the pool. Yeah,
2: so... I started swimming when I was about nine years old with my club team, and I've had my same coach um, as an age group swimmer all the way up to a senior swimmer, so he's kind of, mm -hmm, so he's grown with us a lot. He started on a summer league team with me and transferred over to a club team, transferred over to an age group swimmer, a state swimmer, and then up to a senior swimmer, Um, so that's been really fun to have the same coach, and it's also been really fun to watch him grow and progress with us as we progress. Obviously, he's been our teacher and our coach, so he's had to learn a lot of new things too to teach us. Um, when we were little, we would, he was always very passionate about doing dry land work, which is what we call, swimmers call, um, work not done in the water, <laughs> um, so
0: um,
2: when we were little that would just usually, yeah, when we were little that would usually just consist of, he would teach us how to do squats because a lot of swimmers have terrible coordination, He would um, even play little games with us, like tag or something fun like that, just to get us motivated and encouraged. And then he was really good at giving us a lot of muscle strength training. Um, So I remember when we were about 12 or 13, he had us purchase these elastic bands and would send us workouts. And so that was something that we all really enjoyed doing. As we got older and my group, the group that I kind of was raised with and grew up with, um, as we got older and we went to high school swimming um, it was a little more difficult for him I think because he had much less of us in comparison to when we were in middle school or in elementary um, But he was also very good at listening to What our high school coaches were having us do and kind of making adjustments to our practice schedule so that we're not getting over 15,000 yards a day um, and we're really focusing in on Um, More of a maintenance thing so you're not playing tug of war with you So like if we were doing a longer distance set in the mornings, we would have more of a sprint set um, in the afternoons or vice versa. Um, And then I also started working out here, which was a bonus. Um, It helped me develop a lot of muscle. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
2: And that was also really fun too because when I started working out here, I kind of started high school swimming, club swimming, and I started working out here all around the same time. So that was a big peak for me, and that happened around my freshman or sophomore year, um, which was really fun too, because um, that just kind of was really motivating for me at that time. So.
1: I, the reason, well, if you remember, uh, the reason you, you, you came, I'm sure you remember the reason. <laughs> I, <yeah>. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Uh, the reason she actually came in here was because of a uh, uh, shoulder. shoulder injury, uh, where you know, she, she was going to therapy next door, And uh, one of the therapists brought her her over and parents and just kind of checked out the facility and, you know, hey, you know they're they're recommending that we do some type of training to make sure that this injury doesn't come back. And so that's actually how how she got started. And you know, when it came, and that's usually a lot of times how I get some of these athletes, especially when it comes to either baseball or or, uh, softball and, and swimming is through an injury, some type of a shoulder injury where they go through their therapy, or uh, God forbid, if they if they actually had to uh, have some surgery, they go through their therapy, and then they recommend you need to keep strengthening this. You need to go to a place that specializes in, in doing this this type of thing, and that's usually how how they come in. And, and you know, she was she was no no exception. So um, yeah, yeah that's back in yeah freshman sophomore
2: Yeah, I was I was like fourteen years old when it was an overuse injury um a lot of swimmers get that i think in their shoulders but i just remember i couldn't even lift up my arm my shoulder was um, in a lot of pain and it kind of traveled up to my neck too so that was just a lot of overuse and tightness there and so i had to take swimming off not for too long and i did therapy for a while and then i came here as a way of um keeping those muscles that i don't normally work out so much in the pool which is odd but there are certain muscles that i just don't really use as much and i use i rely on more some more than others and so when i came here that was kind of our main focus to train those different muscles so that they kind of stay equal and i don't have that over usage again i actually never had that problem again so that was really great
0: too um being a senior in a pandemic has to be one of the craziest things out there right i mean the fact that you're doing the, vir- the virtual school, are you in
2: person right now? No, I'm still doing it online. Yeah, I, I
0: figured. So, how, how has it all been? What, what is your take on it?
2: Yeah, uh, it's been a little odd. Um, obviously, everyone's had to kind of adjust to the new way of doing school and even doing sports or doing clubs. Um, so, it's been a little, it's been an adjustment for sure but for me at least it hasn't been too difficult. I have always done very well working on my own and getting things done on my own, so this hasn't been too bad for me. Obviously, being a senior, I do miss out on having things like homecoming or even prom, and we don't even know if that's going to happen, or, uh. um, you know, like just getting to walk around the halls with senior um, <laughs> strides, um, but no, it's it's really not. To me, it's not that big of a deal. I'm more excited for the Things that are next to come in the future.
0: That's a great mentality and mm-hmm. you're set to go to Liberty, correct? Yes,
2: yes. so Liberty's always been a really, um, a school that I've been looking at for a couple of years. My uncle is a Dean of Music there, and so when he moved there, he moved his family up there, and that's just kind of been a school we've had our eye on. I went to a swim camp up there about two years ago in the summer, They only have a women's team up there. Um, So, so far I've decided not to swim in college. Um, Of course, I could always change. I could decide to be a walk-on and just be part of the team but not part of the roster if I ever miss swimming to the point where I'd like to just train a little bit. But for right now, that's not really something I have my eye on, but I'm really excited to move up there. Liberty's in Virginia, Um, so that's a big move. And luckily, my whole family has decided to move up there with me too. So that's something I'm very grateful for as well. Wow,
0: so you're saying bye to El Paso.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're saying bye to El Paso. Um, I know some people are very upset and sad about that. But yeah, my whole family just over the past year, they've all decided to move up there. Um, It started with my uncle who moved up there several years ago and started working there. And about a month ago, my aunt, my dad's sister, she has seven children. Uh, Two of which are going to be attending Liberty, and so they all decided to move out there as well. So my family will also be joining them, and I will be starting college there too. Man, that's
0: awesome, right there. Big move, Virginia. Mm Mm-hmm. That's awesome. With uh, with Liberty, where what are you thinking of majoring in?
2: Oh my goodness. So we we just had this conversation the other night. So right now, I have my eyes set on political science.
0: Oh, nice.
2: But I also have no idea because I've, I've had this conversation with my parents and a lot of mentors before that I'm really passionate about I could be really passionate about so many different things um I love business fields I love um therapy fields helping other people um maybe not anything in the medical field because I'm a big chicken when it comes to that stuff or teaching Uh, yeah or teaching yeah that's not for me um uh, I love uh what's it called like
1: marketing I know you're, oh, you're yeah. Doing
2: that, uh, oh yeah, so I had, I had an internship with marketing, so that's something that I really enjoy, which I guess falls in the business field. So yeah, there are, just, there are a lot of different options. I'm not really set on anything right now. I think I'm just going to go and get my basics out of the way, and then I can make a, that decision of exactly what I want to study.
0: That's
1: great. I want to uh, ask you, and, and you can answer this as honest as you want, right? in case you know, any, any, any swim coaches are uh, listening um, what is the the scenery here in El Paso, um, in s- regarding swimming in high school and club compared to what you've experienced outside? And you've gone to meets outside of El Paso several times. You know what it's like. What is it? What is it like here in El Paso compared to outside? That's yeah, a great question.
2: Oh yeah. So I've been competing out of town since I was about ten years old. I've been a state swimmer since I was ten years old, and at that time, I never really understood like the difference, also because when you're younger, at least for me, I was kind of up there with a lot of the girls. But as I got older, around 13 or 14, that's when you kind of start noting, noticing the big gap, the big difference between a lot of the swimmers that are considered very talented here in comparison to a lot of the swimmers that are considered very talented in Austin or Dallas or San Antonio, places like that. Um, I remember always being like super jealous of the facilities that they had at out-of-town meets um, even like in midland um we compete in san antonio a lot they had these huge pools maybe like three or four pools per facility and here we have our
1: our no but
2: i mean we have had swimmers come out of here who have yeah, been very successful have. um
0: we yeah, have a guy who's gonna be an olympian
2: yes we do so um, Sean Grishoff was a swimmer that we competed with. Yeah, I was actually, I swam on a club team with him, obviously I was much younger, but he was someone that everyone would always say, I'll look out for him, like he's gonna be a great swimmer and he did. He turned out to be an awesome swimmer. We had a female who swam with our club team as well and she was a junior national swimmer and she moved off to Northwestern and that's where she is uh, swimming for college now. So, that's so we have had a lot of successes from El Paso. Um, The trend that I've kind of noticed as swimmers, especially, get older and kind of get to the point where they really want to pursue swimming in a higher level, a lot of them will move out of El Paso. And that's just not that swimmers can't become excellent in El Paso, but there are many more opportunities outside. And also when you are surrounded by people who are much better than you, it has something to make you strive for. And here in El Paso, we don't have professional swimmers um, residing here, we also don't have many nationals or olympic trials swimmers living here so it doesn't really give you something to really not only just watch in person but kind of look up to in the same city as you so that
0: makes a lot of sense i uh i I could see how it could work for some athletes who think Mm -hmm. oh I, i need to be in that isolated environment and then go out you know or maybe work with some trainer and then leave but I, it makes a lot of sense to me because when I was growing up too, you know, at Franklin they had a great program mm-hmm. at, at Franklin when I was, and I even covered, you know, I was covering their team, and every year they'd kill it in districts. But I would notice that everybody would want to get out of the t- get out of town and and strive for something better elsewhere and even when they trained they wanted to train outside of El Paso. Um, what do you think El Paso needs as far as as far as swimming to make that next step and improve because that's that's got to be the next step right there.
2: Yeah, so there was this huge ordeal happening with the west side pool that they built yeah. a couple of years ago. That took a while for it it's to ridiculous. get done. Which was a little discouraging to a lot of swimmers. We were also su- supposed to have an east side similar pool open up over here, which was supposed to open up before the end of my senior year. That never happened. So I just think it's a lot of um, prioritizing. A lot of cities, especially in Texas, really prioritize swimming, or as one of their main sports, such as football or volleyball or baseball. Um, and that's just not something that's a trend in El Paso at all. Um, it's not really something that um, I think a lot of residents in El Paso are very passionate about in comparison to other places um, even in just the United States so. mm-hmm.
1: I think with when it comes to and, and you know when we talked to coach uh, coach Gilbert and I've had conversations with parents and, and other athletes and in the club scene when it comes to to swimming at, from the very from a very young age, you have to start with club,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I think a lot of times, unfortunately, it it is a little bit more difficult for parents I think to to start them that young because of the the, the financial uh, burden for uh, for them to start them that young. Uh, do you uh, just putting that aside? Do you think uh, looking at someone like for example Michael Phelps, right, do you ever go to swim meets and with the amount of swimmers you've You've seen? Do you think there's there's a certain ideal body structure shape where you look at a at a girl or a guy and say he's he's probably really just the way they're they're put together, uh, mm. arms, torso, legs. Yeah.
2: So I think up until you get to the point where you're an Olympic trials swimmer, it's very diverse in terms of how. And even like Olympic swimmers, some are um, five feet tall, some are way over six feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, some are much more built than others, some are a little less toned than others. So that's just, I think swimming's a very diverse sport in terms of um, body.
1: Shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think yeah. If, if more uh, athletes took up maybe swimming, there'd be a, a You know, whether they're football players or volleyball, whatever, I think if they took up swimming for a little bit, I think maybe they'd be surprised at how good they might actually be. Of course. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, it definitely presents a whole different form of endurance. Like, I had been swimming for such a long time, and I had this amazing endurance, but then I'd run, and I'd have absolutely no energy. Um, So it's just, yeah, it's crazy to think the difference between the endurance you would consider in swimming in comparison to – running, but also swimming trains many muscle groups at the same time in comparison to different sports that may focus in on um, one certain muscle group for different aspects of their sport. Swimming is kind of just all of them combined in one um, while holding your breath, (laughs) so yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you do have to breathe.
2: Well, yes, but.
1: (laughs) I can't remember, do you remember the last time you you went for a good, uh, good lap?
0: well it wasn't during the pandemic that's true. well yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean i love it i think swimming is one of the best you know even when i was at utep i took like the like the swimming class or whatever on my end and um i i just loved it man i mean i it was the best form of of any kind of workout i've ever mm-hmm. had it's just it's the best you sleep the best afterwards you, you feel the best afterwards i i totally agree with you on on um, on. I guess on the college side of things I, I'm just I just want to kind of wrap up with with some stuff just talking about maybe the teammates that you have the also this the classmates you have for the underclassmen and those who are still striving for this sport what are some what's some of the advice points that you give them?
2: Yeah so in terms of the um, older athletes that are now going to be competing in college I think that's um, an amazing opportunity for them I think a lot of athletes who decide to go compete in college really improve in terms that they have surrounding athletes and coaches that really focus in on becoming the best that they can. That's really one of their main passions. But for underclassmen, um, freshmen and sophomores, um, I actually just had a conversation with with one of our sophomore girls that I swim with. Um, And I just kind of let her know, like, swimming is an awesome sport. It's, very trying, you have to be very devoted, but have fun doing it and enjoy doing it because often you'd see a lot of swimmers um, get burnt out very easily because they've been doing two practices a day since they were 12 years old, which by the time you graduate high school um, can become very exhausting. So I think if you're passionate about what you're doing and you love doing it and it's something that you learn to find joy in, it's, going to be something that you can continue on doing for as long as you wish but um you do unfortunately see a lot of swimmers especially get burnt out at a very young age and some of them plateau and some of them come back and so that's very um, motivating to see as well
1: what would you have done looking back is there anything you would have done differently throughout your swimming I I don't want to say that your swimming career is over but throughout your swimming career of when you were younger and leading up to this point, is there anything you would have done differently, uh, um, I'm the way you approached it, the number okay. of practices that...
2: Yeah, so in terms of practicing, I think since I improved very quickly and became very talented at a very young age, there were a lot of expectations for me to continue on um, improving, and so I did start those early morning practices, double practices, very early on. Which doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, but it was just something that became very exhausting to me, and I unfortunately was one of those swimmers that kind of had a plateau here and there, um, which was very discouraging to me. But I think in terms of practicing, I don't think I'd change anything. However, my attitude is something that I would I would wish I could go back and just kind of tell myself like, hey, like this isn't the most important thing in the world. Like, have fun doing it. You're young. Um, this isn't gonna matter too much in 10 years from now. I like can enjoy what you're doing while you're doing it.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. This thank is a you. lot of fun. Yeah. It, you have a great story. I'm, I wish you continued success in college. That's gonna be, uh, the fact that you're going with all your family, I mean, come oh, on. Yeah, you're not gonna be exciting. homesick at all.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah.
1: She'll, uh, she doesn't wanna go by herself.
2: No, I really don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when do you leave?
2: Um, so we're planning to leave um sometime in the summer whether that's early in the summer or later in the summer it just kind of depends my mom's a teacher and she's also finishing off her master's degree um at the same time so we're just kind of leaning on her and waiting for her to get that all wrapped up and then after that we're out of here
0: <laughs> awesome off you go. that's great well taylor thanks so much again for joining us Thank really you. appreciate it thanks armando so we'll be back We'll be back again next week. Yes, sir. Back, back routinely. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, we we took a little, little uh,
1: after a little hiatus.
0: Yeah, it was it was a new year break. Yeah, we, that, we, that, that's right. <laughs> I think you just wanted
1: to recover from uh, from that, that, that workout.
0: D- definitely right. That's definitely right. <laughs> We're gonna have to tell more stories about my workouts. right. That's right. <laughs> throughout the show. But uh, that'll do it for us here on the Physical Athletics Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and uh, let us know what you thought in the review section as well. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and find us on all social media accounts as well. For Armando Aguilar, I'm Adrian Broadus saying so long and thank you again for listening.